Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1730. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today, I'm back across the pond again. Seems like I travel quite a bit these days. I'm in Tenbury Wells in the United Kingdom with a very special guest I've wanted to talk to for a long time by the name of Philip Porter. Hey, Philip, welcome to Cars Yeah. Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am indeed, Mark. Thank you. Looking forward to it very much. We are going to have some fun. Now, before I give you a proper introduction, my friend... I would love for you to share with the listeners one little thing that maybe, just maybe, most people may not know about you. I guess the one that I would come up with is that I am the first person ever to fly an airship in Africa. What? No way. Really? Yep, Fred so. Now, you've (laughs) got to uh, expand on this a little bit. Now you've got my attention. Well, I used to fly uh, hot air balloons uh, professionally alongside other things for about 10 years, and uh, on one occasion during one of the championships I was doing, I saw something called a hot air airship, which is a small version of an airship. Mm-hmm. Uh, still still quite big, but, uh, but smaller than a great big gas airship. And uh, they are called hot air airships. They, they fly by the same principles, lighter than air principles as a hot air balloon, but they are steerable um, and they are, have an engine and a cockpit, and they're a bit more high-tech. And I thought that looked terrific fun. I had a wonderful sponsor, and I persuaded them that they would like an airship. I then uh, created a lot of publicity, so they got payback, which was wonderful, a fabulous relationship we had. And then I was retained by the manufacturers as their test pilot and team entry for competitions, world and European championships. That company was um, run by a gentleman called Per Lindstrand. You may have heard of because he flew both the Atlantic and the Pacific with Richard Branson. Okay, yes. And that's how I came to be involved. And I was asked to go out and train um, some local pilots in, in South Africa because they, they purchased an, an airship from this company. And so I went out. I did that. I did the first flight to myself solo to check out the, the, uh, the craft and so on. And they issued, uh, would you believe what's called a first day cover, we call, with postage stamps on it, uh-huh. the old-fashioned thing, and uh, and so on. So there we are. Uh, apparently nobody had ever flown an airship in Africa, let alone South Africa, ever before. Oh, my gosh. That is so cool. Wow. Well, I already had you on a pretty high pedestal, Philip. You just stepped <laughs> up a notch there, my friend. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is very cool. Well, you know, that's why I love that question. It brings out some very, very interesting responses and i have a lot of people that will say you know i've known philip forever i never knew that about him so oh i love it that is very neat a world traveler and an adventurer and a publisher let me give you a proper introduction and we'll dive into your life here today philip porter founded porter press international in 2005 it's a renowned publishing company for top quality motoring books and is firmly established as the leading automotive publisher with an unrivaled team of iconic authors and professionals in the industry. Philip has written over 35 motoring books over a similar number of years, 
He has won a number of Book of the Year awards and Book of the Decade for his title Jaguar E-Type, The Definitive Story, one of my favorite vehicles. His first publications were about his hero, Sir Sterling Moss, one of mine as well, with whom he became very close friends. Philip has a small collection of classic cars that he has owned since the 70s, and in 1998, he and his wife Julie formed the International Jaguar XK Club and later the Jaguar XKE Club. And they live in a Tudor farmhouse that dates back to 1501. Wow. We'll be back in just a minute to talk with Phil, but first a word from our sponsors and our partners. Give them a little listen. Give them a little love. They make this show possible. And we'll be right back as soon as we get out of this airship. The best way to protect your vehicles is with a quality-made, custom-fit car cover made by Covercraft. It's the best way to preserve your vehicle along with the meanings, memories, and experiences that they give us. I've been protecting my vehicles with Covercraft since 1975. That's right. You'll find a multitude of options depending upon your individual needs. Indoor covers including form fit, fleece satin, and their unique view shield. Need a cover that will protect your ride outside? Their quality options include Weather Shield, Weather Shield HD, Weather Shield HP, Sumbrella, Reflect, Carhartt, Evolution, and NOAA. Covers for cars, trucks, motorcycles, RVs, and watercraft are all available. Whether you're looking for rain protection, UV shielding from the sun's damaging rays, breathability, dust protection, snow protection, ding protection, and protection from those paint-destroying bird droppings. Live in a windy area? Covercraft Gust Guards are a must-have option. Worried about theft? They also offer cable locks and built-in grommets that keep your cover safely on your vehicle. Their website makes ordering fast and easy, and their talented customer service department will walk you through any of the questions you might have. They can customize a cover for almost any vehicle. And I've got a deal for you. Use the code YEAH120 at Covercraft.com, and you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off. Just use the code yeah, Y-E-A-H-120 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. American Collectors Insurance, that's who now protects my Porsche Turbo. Yeah, the one I call my orange crush. When it came time to renew my policy, my carrier jacked my rates up, even though I'd been with him for years. I'd never made a claim. No tickets, nothing. What's with that? Adios. So I started shopping around and kept hearing about American Collectors Insurance from fellow automotive enthusiasts, friends, and folks in the car industry. I did some investigating and learned that American Collectors Insurance have been protecting collector vehicles since 1976. I'm not a price shopper when it comes to insurance. I want to be able to sleep at night. I also want agreed value protection for my special ride. With an agreed valued policy from American Collectors Insurance, I'll be paid what my vehicle's full agreed value is. A number I set with the insurer at the start of the policy so I know there will be no surprises about what my car's value is, should something terrible happen. I shopped around and decided to protect my car with American Collectors Insurance. Give them a call for a quote today at 866-ACI-YEAH, that's 866 866- 224-9324 and protect the ones you love. Make sure you tell them Mark sent you. You'll be glad you did. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. All right, Philip, as we continue on this uh, journey, this amazing journey I'm going to call your life, I would love for you to share a mantra or a quote. Now, being a, a wordsmith, an author, I'm going to expect a lot from you here, so it's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning or the uh, 
airship spinning? Do they spin? Is how do you how do you steer or how do you power an airship to get it moving in the right direction? Well, you have an engine for a start, which of course helps, and a propeller. Yep. And then steering is it's a curious craft. They're a mixture of high tech and low tech. Mm. So you have um, instruments and, and electric controls and things for the burners, etc. But for steering, you have a rope hanging down either side of the cockpit and you literally <laughs> pull on whichever rope and that steers the rudder right at the back yes. and so on. And uh, and the basis of competition flying is to, to steer as, as, and, and fly the, the craft as, as accurately as you can yeah. uh, and so on and all sorts of variations on that. Wow. Oh, fantastic. I love it. I, I just see you're like the uh, those daring young men in their flying machines and back in the movie in the days and pulling the ropes and steering. Ah, sounds fantastic. Well, how about a success quote or and a mantra you could share with us today? Well, I suppose for a long time, really, my, my uh, mantra was, it's nothing original, is life is for living. On the other hand, I also, as you will have gathered, like to be very different in life, almost for the sake of it, as I like to be, to do things that are, that are unusual. And so I suppose strive to be different could be another one. But one I came up with the other day, quite recently, and coincidentally, was anything but average. Uh, you know, this is a wonderful segue. Uh, you did a nice job there, my friend, uh, into <laughs> what you're doing there. And I'll tell you, I love books. I have quite a library, and many of Porter Press International books uh, sit in my automotive library. They're just wonderful, uh, delightful things. And in this day and age with social media and with computers and these laptops and mobile devices, there's something about turning the pages of paper, sitting down in a chair and enjoying a book that is so much more delightful. Now, I enjoy audio books too, but there's nothing like looking at the pages, the imagery and so forth. So let's talk more about this living life fully, as you say, and daring to be different. And talk to us about why you started Porter Press, what it means for you, and um, some of the wonderful things that you're working on. Well, I started Porter Press because I'd been writing for quite a few years, started off very much as a hobby, really, and then became another profession. And I suppose because I'd also been running businesses, small businesses, then my ambition was to become a publisher myself. And this eventually came about when, well, you mentioned Sterling. Um, I discovered that Sterling has had fantastic scrapbooks, as we call them, books of collections of cuttings and photographs and memorabilia. Mm -hmm. And I said to him, I think these would make fantastic books. And he said to me, and I quote quite literally, he said, I think you're crazy, but okay. <laughs> we did four together. After I'd done the first one, Betty Hill, uh, Graham Hill's widow, Damon Hill's mother, contacted me and said, I've got uh, scrapbooks. Uh, would you like to do something similar? And I then did that, and I interviewed a gentleman called Murray Walker. Now, I'm not sure how well-known Murray is known in the States, but he's certainly a big name in motor racing or was. He's still very much with us, I'm delighted to say, now in his mid-90s. Yes. But he was an absolute uh, legend in, in many countries as a commentator and a Formula One commentator and all sorts of other sports. And uh, anyway, I did one with Murray, and that was the best thing that ever happened to us because he was fantastically supportive. He was an incredibly uh, popular character, and we had lots of signing sessions, as we did with Sterling. 
uh, at Goodwood and such places. And that helped to build the company up over the years. But we were really very tiny, uh, just doing a few books a year. And then I came up with the idea for a series called Great Cars, where we feature one particular car uh, belonging to a, a particular collector. And we built that series up and then went to other series. And it's sort of gone from there. And more and more people now are approaching us uh, with clients uh, asking for books and authors with ideas. And uh, touch wood, all going very nicely, I'm pleased to say. It's um, very, very satisfying. We have a fantastic team. And if any credit is due, then it's all credit to the team. I'm very fortunate to work with a, a bunch of absolutely top professionals. And I'm incredibly proud of that. Well, absolutely. And I've been very, very fortunate to get to talk to some of your authors, just to name a few, Doug Nye, James Page, Derek yep. Bell, and there are many others that have been on, on Cars Yeah here. And the team that you have and then the people you get to work with must be some of the most rewarding things for you and what you're doing. You became friends with the great late Sir Sterling Moss. I mean, what a what a wonderful person to get to spend time with, a hero of yours and, and a lot of ours in the way. But that must be one of the most rewarding parts of your job is getting to align yourselves with these amazing people, not only riders, but drivers, racers, engineers, people that have worked in the motorsports industry. That's what I love so much. I get to sit here and talk with people like you and go, how did I get to this point? I get to talk with Philip Porter today uh, from the U.K., how fortunate am I? So working with some of these people must be one of the most rewarding parts for you. You are absolutely right. It's fantastic. Can't quite believe it. As a child, of course, like so many people, Sterling was my hero. I first saw him race. I was aged five in 1956 at Silverstone when he won in a Van Wall, first major victory for Van Wall. And we're doing a Van Wall book at the moment, I'm delighted to say, with Doug Nye, you just mentioned. Yeah. But yes, it, it's so, so, uh, such an honor to get to know uh, so many of these uh, wonderful characters. I, I grew up loving motor racing um, and all these names, reading about them and so on. They were just magical names. And now to actually be in contact with them and in many instances being good friends with them, is, is very special indeed. It's fantastic. It's very rewarding. And one of the great bonuses of what we do, and uh, you mentioned Derek Bell just now. I did a Zoom session with Derek the other day uh, over in Florida. It's great working with him. Again, we've done signing sessions with him. All sorts of people, Ross Braun and so on and so on. It just goes on and on. And it's, it's yes, it's, it's fantastic. So fortunate, really fortunate. You must pinch yourself every day, as I do, with the wonderful people that you get to be, get to be around. And of course, uh, your team in-house there, Louise Gibbs, who's been so kind with me and communicating with me and wonderful. You've got a great uh, team member there, but you probably already know that. Let's talk a little bit about the new year here. Thank goodness 2020 is behind us. We're still met with some challenges, of course, this year. And uh, with hope and fingers crossed and vaccines and things we can pull out of this. But looking ahead at what you have planned this year, are there some books and projects you can share with us that can get us a little excited about what's to come? Absolutely. I'd love to. Uh, just quickly mentioning, you, you, you referred to our team in the office as well as those who are based remotely, like our authors and editors. I'd certainly like to, like to pay tribute to our office team, three of whom are three managers who worked with us for um, 
15 years plus now, wow. uh, each of them, which is fantastic. It's a wonderful relationship. We have a lot of fun in the office. We're one big family and uh, our younger apprentices, etc., all fit in superbly. It's a very, very happy ship indeed. We've actually been very fortunate in 2020. We had a very successful year. Now, of course, it's been horrendous for so many people and so many businesses, and I feel so sorry for them. But we've been extremely fortunate. Maybe it's logical that people have had more time, of course, because they haven't necessarily been working. And, and so they've turned to books and appreciated books again, perhaps, and, and so on. So it's been tremendous. Also, we've published more books than uh, ever before. Uh, and that, of course, has helped considerably. And lots of, for us, extremely exciting books. 2021, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, again, lots of exciting books. I use that word too much, I'm afraid. You'll hear it again and again. <laughs> That's okay. It's difficult to come up with a, a suitable synonym, but exciting everything is, to say the least. I mentioned Van Wall. We're doing a, a superb book based on a reprint of uh, one written originally by the famous Dennis Jenkinson, Jenks, yes. who I knew and was a, a wonderful character um, and so eccentric, you would not believe. BRM, <laughs> uh, the Owen family, who... Um, Ran basically BRM, Sir Alfred Owen, who originated BRM. Uh, well, I say originated it, that he was one of the key members who then took it on and built it up to be a successful team, winning uh, the world title with Graham Hill in 1962, etc. Uh, it's the uh, significant anniversary um, for BRM, 70th anniversary. And so we're very honoured indeed that the Owen family have approached us and asked us to do a book uh, based on their archives, which have been, never been opened up before, uh, and Doug and a gentleman called Ian Wagstaff, who's written a number of books for us, a uh, great guy, um, are working on that. We have uh, Richard Heselstein, another of our very special authors, who has written something like four books with us, including one with Derek Bell. Um, he's come up with several new ideas for series, and we're kicking, kicking off with one called Concept Cars, Firstly, with the 60s, these will be by decade. So Richard's hard at work on that. He's also just finishing the Ferrari bread van book he's been working on for us for a while. We have perhaps our most important set of books uh, ever uh, coming up, uh, all being well around March, April, which is there in our ultimate series, which are two volume sets of very large, very high quality books. And this is on the Ferrari 250 GTO. Mm -hmm. James Page, you mentioned earlier on, yes. has been working on that for two years with Keith Blumel as our consultant. He's a great, great Ferrari expert, of sort, of course, yes. respected worldwide. And uh, what else have we got? GT40. We've got two GT40 projects I'm very excited about, uh, including one in the Ultimate series, but also a set of original drawings. We are going to be doing a new book, a completely new edition on my E-Type 9600HP, as it's known by its registration, mm -hmm. the oldest E-Type in existence, the original development car, launch car, press car, etc., and so on. There are just so a number in the pipeline, but I don't want to bore you with, uh, with too much detail. But <laughs> well, it's, it's all very, very exciting to use that word again. Well, of course, it sounds wonderful. And I'm so, so happy this has been a good year for you. And it looks like the new year, last year has been a good year for you, I should say, and that the new year looks so bright. This is absolutely brilliant. 
I believe you've probably hit the nail on the head there that with people being home, having more time, there are a few uh, positivities to this, and one is more time to sit down. We're not commuting. We're not sitting in cars, buses, trains, uh, on as many airplanes. So you could take those moments and open a book and read it and enjoy it. So uh, so grateful for what you're doing, what's coming. I cannot wait to see all these wonderful publications coming into the new year. Now, I always ask my guests about a challenge that they faced in their career, their life. You're quite an adventurous person, so I'm guessing you challenge yourself quite a bit. So I'd love for you to share one of those times. But more importantly, what was that challenge? What was the lesson learned? And how did you come out or turn it into somewhat of a positive experience? Well, I've given that a bit of thought. I think the one that I would suggest and, and mention is that basically some quite a number of years now ago, uh, a good 25 years ago, I had three sources of totally unrelated, totally unrelated sources, I should say, of income. I was flying um, balloons and airships professionally. I had uh, various um, property, industrial and commercial property in one of our major cities, Birmingham, mm -hmm. and I was writing uh, for one or two publishers at that time. Within the space of a fortnight, my balloon and airship sponsors, contrary to what they'd assured me, cancelled our ongoing relationship, basically. Uh, it was all very amicable. It had been going for 10 years. They gave me the balloon. Uh, etc. But sadly, they'd hit hard times business-wise, and so they'd had to cut back. My major tenant um, in uh, one of our industrial units in Birmingham, uh, they went bust, bankrupt. Oh. And on the writing side of things, Haynes had a cash flow crisis and remained at a whole bunch of books, including the one I'd just written, a pilot for a new series. It never even came out. Well, it, it was printed, but never sold in, in, a, in a conventional way, as it were, it was remained and sold off cheap. And so my, my income there was affected. So three totally unrelated activities, wow. all within a fortnight. I'd just gone out and bought myself a, a, a not, a, not a brand new car, but a replacement car, a Lotus Esprit, mm -hmm. and, and so on, which I probably wouldn't have done if I'd known all that was going to happen. Of course. And that taught me, I guess, to be cautious. Yes. I think I was quite a cautious guy. I gamble as 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 books are. Books are a gamble often, mm -hmm. but you obviously got to be able to afford to gamble, as they always say. <laughs> you should only gamble with what you can afford to lose, right. and obviously in a in a controlled and prudent way as much as is possible. So it taught me to be very wary, very cautious. I've built up reserves rather than go out and spend loads of money and borrow lots and expand very fast and all that sort of thing. I've built very steadily over the years. I suppose the phrase I use regularly when I show people around here, my little collection and the buildings and this, that and the other, it's all long-term, long-term plans. Yes. And we get there eventually. Um, and I am now, now relatively ancient. And so quite a lot of those plans have finally come to fruition. But when people looked, looked around at the old, uh, I used to say I owned the lo largest collection of rust. Because uh, all the cars I purchased, virtually all of them were in need of restoration. Yes. But the way I managed to afford them back in the early 70s was to buy unrestored cars, 
cars, as I say, in need of restoration and so on. And I'm sure people thought he will never, ever get those cars restored. He is completely insane. He's mad. It'll never, <laughs> it'll never, never happen. Oh, mad, there's no question. Guilty. <laughs> no question. You know, this is a wonderful story, especially for, let's say, younger people, because Philip and I have been around the world a few times, let's say that, uh, in years. And there's a couple of golden nuggets here that I hear you saying. One, think long term. Two, save up. Those those stories our mothers told us save for a rainy day. There was a reason for that because there are rainy days. And boy, did we have a torrential downpour last year in 2020. And it could continue on. So to be smart, be prudent. And the other thing is don't put all your eggs in one basket, which you did. And all the baskets fell and the eggs broke. So sometimes those things happen. So to be prepared, uh, to use the Boy Scout model, always model, always be prepared is oh so important. So great life lessons there, and no doubt they've carried you forward. And to acquire those beautiful vehicles way back when and think long-term and hang on to them, well, that's worked out pretty cool too. And the Jaguar XKE is the car that started it all for me, that Matchbox by Leslie, my father bought me back in the early 60s. Still have it today sitting on my desk. Ah, yeah, love that vehicle. Well, let's take a short break. Thanks for sharing those stories. We come back, we're going to dive into your personal passion for cars. So keep the seatbelts on. We're with Philip Porter today. Here at Cars Yeah, it's all about inspiration. And our charity of choice is Tech Force Foundation, where it's all about making a positive difference in young people's lives. Tech Force helps young adults discover their talents and passions for all things automotive, with a mission of helping students develop a career as a professional technician. TechForce awards nearly $2 million in scholarships every year for students to pursue technical education, and they support hands-on activities, events, and mentorships across the country, working to change the outdated perceptions of these careers. Autotechs are in high demand, but the supply of qualified technicians is critically short. They need your help to fuel their mission. Learn more and join me in supporting them at techforce.org. Kevin Buckler is a winning racer and team owner of the Racers Group. He has over 100 professional wins, multiple wins at the 24-hour of Daytona and a win at Le Mans. Kevin realized the racing world is about the people and founded Adobe Road Winery. He and his team have created a winning combination with the Racing Series, four ultra-premium red wine blends that are in a class of their own with a racing twist. Just like in racing, these wines comprise of art, precision, engineering, science, superb taste, all blended together with a whole lot of fun. There are four carefully crafted blends with race-inspired names. Redline, Apex, Shift, and the 24. When you purchase all four, you get the entire lineup in a beautifully designed gift box. There's a printed description of the blends inside the box lid, and every bottle is parked in a protective die-cut placeholder. The bottles feature three-dimensional labels, and I promise you'll want to keep them after enjoying these delicious wines. The box is so cool, you'll want to keep it too. The Racing Series is a killer gift for the automotive enthusiasts in your life, and I have a deal for you. If you use the code CARSYEAH, all one word, all caps, at checkout, you'll get $10 off any purchase of wine from the Racing Series. Your wine ships promptly and arrives quickly. Use the code CARSYEAH at checkout for $10 off on your purchase today. There's always a seat at the table for excellence, with the Racing Series. 
Go to adoberoadwines.com and use the code CARSYAT today to get your deal. Cheers. All right, Philip, we are back, and I would love for you to share a story that instigated this personal passion that you have for cars, that pivotal moment in your life when you knew, oh my, I'm a car guy. I can't answer that. (laughs) It just was in your DNA, right? Well, no, yes, exactly. There wasn't a pivotal moment. I, I sort of brought up, it was in my blood right from the start. I, my father had one or two interesting cars. Um, I, he spoiled me here terribly with um, buying me model cars, uh, dinkies as we call them, little die-cast 143rd scale models. So I had all the new ones that came out. I watched motor racing on television. At the age of, I think, three or four, I could name every car that was going the opposite direction as we drove along. I could not do that today. Um, <laughs> and it was just really absolutely in my blood. Um, I, I, I got involved in what we call slot racing. I became um, second in the national ch- championship, junior wow. championships. Well, because the, the, the winner cheated, would you oh. believe? <laughs> <laughs> well, it must have been NASCAR racing. <laughs> I started competing full size while still at school, uh, competing in what we call sprints and hill climbs, uh-huh. timed ends. Yeah. Etc., and then started buying my ancient rusty relics, uh, my various XKs in my early 20s. Wow, very and so yeah, it was just sort of really a natural right from the very start. So it wasn't one particular moment. I, you know, it's lovely. I I share a lot of those same stories with you, although I uh, I didn't uh, compete in uh, the scale scale electrics, I think it was that I had or something back in the day. But Mm -hmm. uh, like I mentioned, the the matchbox cars were what started it all for me. I had some dinkies and corgis as well. So Mm -hmm. absolutely. And shukos too. uh, Some that my aunt, we used to go to her house for Thanksgiving. She had a whole box of those, the real deal too, not the remakes. And uh, uh, Mm -hmm. I'm very fortunate to have one of those that uh, she left to me when she passed. Now, let's talk about your first very special vehicle, car, bike, truck, whatever it might be. I have a feeling it might be this Jaguar XKE you've been talking about. Well, I guess so. Um, if we go back a little bit further, you've, you'll, you're probably spot on with what you said, but if we go back a little bit further, my first car was an Austin Healy Sprite. Oh. I then had an MG Midget, which was modified by a gentleman called Ralph Broad, who had a very successful business called Broadspeed. Uh, they entered and were leading uh, preparers of, of saloon cars, as they were called at that time, touring cars, as they're more called in, in the UK and Europe today. Um, so he did a brilliant job modifying that to half race, so I could start competing as well as enjoying it on the road. Built myself a Mod Sports Sprite. That's, uh, that was a full full race, completely uh, out-and-out racing uh, version of the Austin Hilly Sprite. Not the frog eye, but the later version. And then I had a TR6, and uh, I had, for a very short time, I had a Lotus Cortina. Uh, I was asked by one of the magazines, Classic and Sports Car, for a quote about it uh, some years, a few years ago. And I said, I walked more than I drove it. <laughs> it was notoriously unreliable, that twin cam engine, yes. and so on. And then, yes, my sort of various XKs and things, but I was lucky enough in 1977 to acquire, in fact, four E-types uh, wow. from a gentleman who had had, he put together this little collection. He then had a religious experience and was instructed to go out into the world and do good works, which he did for the next 20 or 30 years. We're wow. back in touch again. This was back, as I say, in 76, 77. Mm-hmm. 
of the four, one was on the road and didn't have any particular history, so I uh, sold that one very quickly. The other three uh, were very historic. One, which I subsequently uh, parted with many years later, but I had for 20 or 30 years, was chassis number one, fixed head, right-hand drive, E-type. Actually, a much later car than the, the 960HP, which I mentioned earlier on, which is the, the prototype and, and so on. That is the earliest E-type now in existence, or XKE, as you say. And then a Roadster, which I knew when I bought it was the 12th one made, uh, but then subsequently discovered that it was raced in 1961, the E-Type's first year. In fact, it was the most active racer. And then some years later, in 1969, it appeared in a film called The Italian Job. Oh, no kidding. Wow. Yeah, with Michael Caine, Noel Coward, etc. Yes. So that was a bonus because I had no idea wow. until I was talking to the owner, the original owner of the car, who uh, ran together with his family um, a Jaguar dealership, the oldest family-run Jaguar dealership, I think, in the world. And I'm still very good friends with them. And and, and bought my F-Type from them. And so that was very exciting to learn. Very exciting indeed. But I guess 964 HP, because of its history, which, again, I wasn't fully aware of when I bought the car, I knew because one sees the photographs of it at Geneva at the E-Type launch, that it had been involved in that. It was the press car there. And I le subsequently learned that it was very exciting, dramatic uh, unveiling because um, the um, head of PR, who is a distinguished racer, had had to drive it because it was uh, delayed, not ready, and uh, only finally finished at the very last minute. He drove absolutely flat out, like a race, from Coventry in England, across the channel to... Geneva in Switzerland to be ready for the launch, arriving with 20 minutes to spare. Oh, my God. Famously. Yeah. And famously, Sir William Lyons, the founder of Jaguar, who always referred to people by their surname, very old-fashioned, very English, very British, yes. would say, and this chap's name was Bob Berry. And he said to him, my God, Berry, what on earth kept you? <laughs> so it uh, played a pivotal role in the, in the launch of the E-Type and then became the press car, and so on and so on. Had a succession of, of well-known uh, high-profile owners, and I was lucky enough to acquire it. And then be, be commissioned to write a book about the car. This would be in about 2000, and discovered, it was rather nice to be paid rather well for once, uh, to write about your own car and research your own car, and discovered uh, a great deal uh, more about it. Uh, its history and all its owners. And fun enough, I am surrounded as I sit here at this table in our meeting room in our old thatched barn with all the material because I'm about to do a new version of the book. Oh, so there I, we are. I cannot wait. What a wonderful story. What a wonderful find. Oh, brilliant. And what a fortunate guy you are, yes, to have 96OOP. Uh, it's a gray car, right? Kind of a silvery gray it car. Is. Yeah. It's, to be precise, it's opalescent gunmetal gray. Nice. Very, very nice. Well, Philip, I'm going to crawl into your head a little bit here. If you woke up tomorrow <laughs> and you were a vehicle, you were manifest. Now, this isn't what you want to be. This is all your personal attributes, the adventurous life you've lived, wrapped up into a vehicle. What would Philip Porter be? And more importantly, why? Well, that's a, it's a very interesting question, which I've been giving a lot of thought to. Okay. I'm not sure I've come up with a brilliant answer, to say the least. But 
I weighed it all up, and I suppose the sort of attributes I would be looking for in a car that might relate to me, and I've got to be careful not to be too immodest here, <laughs> is I suppose I am very British. Yes. And proud of it. I suppose everything I do, I do in a, in a fast way. I'm always, all my life I've been rushing around, mm-hmm. and I've always wanted and driven sports cars, etc. I like to think, and this is where I'm going to be careful, that I, well, I certainly appreciate style, shall we say. Okay. And, and thanks to my very stylish wife, I sometimes perhaps dress in a slightly stylish way, if I may be convinced <laughs> to say so. Yes. Uh, I hope that doesn't sound too conceited. No. I suppose I'm lightweight and I'm sporty. I play quite a lot of sports, yep. uh, including the men- aforementioned racing and competing with balloons and airships. I have been described as eccentric. Really? No, I can't, I can't imagine why. why. No, no, I know. It's extraordinary. <laughs> Isn't it extraordinary? Yes, absolutely. Um, but there we are. Apparently, I am. I think I'm perfectly normal, but there we are. <laughs> Actually, the last thing I want to be is normal. Um, and I'm competitive. I am very, very competitive. I'm afraid everything I take part in, I take rather seriously, although I hope also um, always with a sense of humor. So what would fit the bill? Yes. Wow. Mm. Tricky. Yes. Very, very tricky. Yep. So uh, I'll tell you what I've come up with. I've never owned one. I'd love to. AC Ace. An AC Okay. I think that fits the bill very nicely. Yes. Okay. You answered that question brilliantly, by the way. I love the way you uh, set us up for that because that got my brain and all the listeners going, what on earth is he? What on earth is he? What could he be? Hmm, I don't know. Let's see. What could that be? And, you know, some of the words and descriptions you used, you know, lightweight, I started to go down to Lotus, obviously British path. Mm-hmm. But yes, yes, an AC ace. All right. I like it. Nicely done, Philip. Very, very good. You passed that test very well. Well, we are entering what, yeah, woo. We're entering what I call the last lap. I'm going to fire off some questions, get some quick answers, some quick blips of that AC Ace throttle. So here we go. What's one of your personal habits? Maybe just one. I think you have a lot of great ones that you believe has contributed to your many successes. I guess I'm a workaholic. A little bit. Yeah, I kind of gathered that. Now, if I could arrange for you to have a drink or a meal with anyone, in the automotive field, and you've done this with a lot of spectacular people. But here's the kicker. It could be someone living or someone who's passed. Who would it be? Malcolm Sayer or Jean Bugatti. Oh, well, let's put them together. I think that would be interesting. That would be fabulous. Yes. Okay. That would be wonderful. Now, when it comes to automotive advice that someone else has offered you, what would that be? You know, I can't think of one bit of advice I've been given, but I have a story if you have time. Uh, about I, hey, I always have time for your stories, Philip. Well, there was a wonderful character in the Jaguar and motor racing world called John Coombs, mm. the famous garage, Coombs of Guildford. Yes. They entered, he, he so many world champions uh, drove for John uh, over the years, Graham Hill, Jack Brabham, Jackie Stewart, and so on. And I knew him very well. Uh, he was a terrific character. And there were many stories about him. But I was told this one some years ago by somebody. And that is early in his career uh, in the family garage, he bought from another dealer a car which turned out to be an absolute dog. And so John phoned up this dealer and said, this is a terrible car you've sold me. There's this wrong with it. There's that wrong with it. There's this, that, and the other. That doesn't work. This doesn't work, etc." On and on. In the end, the dealer stopped him and said, young man, have you finished yet? 
And John said, yes, I suppose I have. In that case, young man, I'll give you a piece of advice. Do what I did. Sell it quickly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love that. That is brilliant. Fantastic. Oh, delightful story. Thank you for sharing that. Now, I ask all my, my guests for a great resource. These days, we have so many places to go for resources. I'm going to list one on your show notes page here, and it's going to be Order Press International because the books that you produce are spectacular resources. They're so well thought through, researched, delivered, the design, the packaging, everything, every part of it. So that's one I'm going to add. But is there another go-to that you seem to find yourself at quite often these days? Well, you know, I don't really have <laughs> much time. Uh, because I spend so much time working still, mm -hmm. um, I, I regret terribly that I don't have the time to read as much as I should or would like to, mm -hmm. um, because I enjoy what I do so much that it's not really work. It's not, I mean, we work hard, of course, we all work very hard, but it isn't work in the sense that it's drudgery. It's enjoyable. It's almost like a hobby. And so it may sound awfully uh, boring and dreary, but I don't, apart from keeping up with the newspapers and, the, and what's happening in the world and, and, and this, that and the other, and a little bit of theatre and some music and this, that and the other, I spend a great deal of my time working away at our business, publishing. And, you know, it's such a pleasure working with our team, as I have mentioned, and such an honour. And... Uh, I can't believe it. You were very kind indeed with your compliments just now, but I stress that it's the team who deserve all that credit. They are the best designers, the best editors, the best authors. And it's all the way down to the guy who packs the parcels to send yeah. the books out around the world because if they don't arrive in pristine condition, then we'll have upset unhappy people, understandably. Yeah. So even he plays a key role. So it's, it's very satisfying. And when you say such things as you just very kindly did, Wow, that is incredible. It makes it all seem worthwhile. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, you've discovered the secret sauce to life, Philip, as have <laughs> most of my guests here on Cars Yeah, and that's how to wrap our passions into what we do every day. So uh, you said it very well as you do everything. So I love that. Now, my guest, my next question is pretty much impossible because I asked my guests to share a book or two. You've got so many. Uh, there's so many great books that you've produced. So I would encourage my listeners, go to Porter Press International, put links to that, and you can find these books. And books make wonderful self-gifts and wonderful gifts for other people. I give away gifts every Christmas to my best friends, and uh, they thank me for it profusely. So uh, you can check that out. I will allow you, if you want answered, is there a book that you've read? Maybe something from some other publisher or somewhere else you might want to mention that you've enjoyed, or you're just too busy producing books. <laughs> well, I do have a favorite book. Oh, uh, good. And it would be immodest of me to, to mention uh, one of ours. From way back now, um, a book I found... Uh, just tremendous fun, inspirational and tremendous fun. And it was the autobiography of Duncan Hamilton, the racing driver, yep. called Touchwood. Yep. And I actually kept two copies uh, so that I had one to keep for myself and one to lend to friends because it's absolutely hilarious, all his crazy stories. Some of them probably quite true. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I got to know dear old Duncan, Ham, as he was known, 
And uh, one day I had a phone call to say, not very good news, I'm afraid. Uh, haven't got long to go. Mm. Uh, I'd like you to come down and stay with us and write my obituary. Oh, my gosh. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That was a very poignant. We drank a lot of very good wine, a great <laughs> deal of gin. Good for you. And had a, a splendid time. He was a terrific character, wonderful, larger-than-life character. That, for me, is, you know, it's the people often in what I write about in motor racing and car design and everything. It's the people that bring things alive, in my opinion. And I enjoy writing very much about the people I love interviewing, etc. And he he was a larger-than-life character. When when racing drivers were, uh, they were my heroes. They, they were, in my opinion, wonderful, wonderful characters. They were true adventurers. Yes. And so... I'd, I'd recommend that book. It's hilarious and a damn good read. You know, you you uh, you brought back a wonderful memory for me here, Philip. I was given a copy of that book by Duncan's son, Adrian. A great friend of mine. Yes. Uh, I had the distinct pleasure of being picked up at the London airport and driven out to his countryside home to look at some classic cars, mm-hmm. including a Ferrari T4. I was with a... A uh, past friend of mine who purchased that vehicle and brought it back, and he that drive out to the country was one of the most scary drives I've ever been on. <laughs> Adrian <laughs> likes to drive fast. Uh, that let's just put it that way. But it is a wonderful book, and I love the other little tip you gave us there. If you really love a book, buy a second copy to loan out. I was just speaking to Wayne Craig, a good friend of mine, who loaned uh, the book faster to a friend and he hasn't seen it back yet and he's like and i gave him a copy of that book so i said well i'll send you another one uh so yeah get two books if you really love a book keep one for yourself just in case that buddy of yours uh doesn't happen to return it perfect adrian perfect. you mentioned adrian yes. excuse me interrupting yes uh say a good friend of mine and we did a book recently on the collection that he's helped to put together it's bad. Rothko collection. Oh, it's a marvelous book by the way and uh, i remember at uh, duncan's memorial service uh, a distinguished broadcaster over here, a very well-known character, was uh, giving the address about dear old Duncan. And I don't know if you know the expression, whether it's an international expression, a chip off the old block. Yes. Yep. He referred to Adrian as being not so much a chip off the old block as a block off the old block. Ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds well, like I something, mean, yeah, that Adrian would say. Yeah, the, the Rothko, do I say that Rothko collection? That's right. Yes, correct. That book, by the way, oh my gosh. Yes, that book is fantastic. Just another one of many books you can get your hands on at Porter Press. All right, we're up to the Thank checkered you. flag here. Perhaps just explain, just, sorry, excuse me, interrupting again. I should explain that, is, of course, the book is about the collection is all golf-sponsored cars, so yes. all the uh, blue and orange cars in the wonderful charismatic golf colors. Yes. And it's an amazing collection. It is fantastic. And I'll tell you, I'm sitting here in my studio, and I'm looking across the room at a sitting area and my coffee table, and that book is sitting on it right now. So, uh, uh, yeah, mm. it's a brilliant, brilliant book. Listeners, you got to get that one, too. There's so many to get. All right, we're up to the checkered flag here, Philip. And this last question, well, it can be a bit of a doozy. I'm going to buy you a very special collector card today. 
But there's a couple rules to the game, but I'm going to make an exception for you on one of my rules. And one of them is you can only have one collector car. Of course, you would never get rid of that very special XK E-Type. So you can keep that. Park it in the back. We won't tell any of my other guests that I gave you a little bit of a deal here. But I want it to be a car that ticks all the boxes, a car you drive and enjoy. And it's not something that you can sell right away. So if you pick a GTO, you're stuck with it, my friend. But that's okay. Be happy to buy you a GTO today. So, Philip. What's that dream ride for you, except for the one you already have? Well, again, I give this a lot of thought. And a while ago, I um, four years ago, I had or so, I had uh, prostate cancer and recovered. Had the operation, oh, this and the other. Very, all very fortunate. Yes. And I wanted to do something for the charity, and we have over here called Prostate Cancer UK. And so I came up with the idea of a round Britain coastal drive so that was literally driving around the coast loads of this country it's about three and a half four thousand miles and we did it over an 18 day period with people joining us uh, for one day or three days or indeed the whole lot it was originally the first year for jaguar e-types only and the idea was that they would attract lots of publicity which would be for the cause, of course, yes. get people meant to get themselves checked and to raise funds, etc., for the charity. Now, the reason I mention all that is that I had to live with the car I took for 18 days. The weather on the whole was pretty good, so the hood was down most of the time. Sorry, soft top, as you would say. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I hope the hood's down. You can't see where you're going. <laughs> no. <laughs> especially the E-Type. Yes. And anyway, so um, it was a car that I owned for years, uh, but I found it very easy to live with. Indeed, in all sorts of traffic, all sorts of conditions, day in, day out, and so on. Fast driving, traffic, slow traffic, and all sorts. And that was my E-Type Roadster. Mm. Now, I didn't know you were going to let me have the fixed head as well. So that <laughs> might have made my decision a little bit different, but if it was just simply one car... Why not the fixed head? Well, I love the fixed head, but I do like to have the hood down. Sorry, did it again. The soft top <laughs> down to have the wind in the hair, a proper sports car. So I guess I would say E-Type Roadster. Uh, if you are going to kindly let me have the E-Type fixed head as well, then I might have to say an XK120. Uh, I love those equally. Yeah. Wow. Wonderful, wonderful vehicles. Yeah. Wind in the hair. I wish I knew what that was like. My hair left me a long time ago, but that's okay. <laughs> the sun on the head, I guess we should say. Philip, you have taken me on a marvelous ride today. I am so happy to have been able to do this with you. I want to wish you and your team and everybody listening a very happy new year. Uh, let's make this as best of year possible. I hope you take some of Philip's spirit with you and go out and do some things you've never thought of, you've never dreamed of, or things you've dreamed of, but you just haven't done. This is the year to go do it. I want to thank you for sharing your journey. Now, before I let you drive away in that E-Type or the 120 or the fixed head, whatever you choose to drive today, would you offer my listeners one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance? I think the most important thing in life is to persevere. Mm. I think perseverance, long-term, as we mentioned earlier on, live life to the full, but have st still have long-term objectives. Never give up. Be totally straight at all times with all people and build a great team if you can and treat people with the respect and give them the credit they deserve. I think those are the sort of 
things, the principles I've tried to follow, but above all, I think perseverance, if you stick at it, you can succeed at anything and everything. Uh, now there's a word for 2021. Yes, absolutely. What's the best way for people to learn more about you and your business? I guess to go onto our website, yes. which is porterpress.co.uk. Absolutely. I'll put links to that. And I would encourage you to pour yourself a tall drink. You're going to be there a while and go wishful shopping. Enjoy some time, order some books, fill your library, fill your life with knowledge and fun and get out and enjoy the world. Philip, hey, thank you for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your life with me. This has been so wonderful. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you down the road. Mark, it's been terrific fun. Thank you very much indeed for inviting me. Really enjoyed it. Cheers. GS Events was founded by Cindy Sisson and Teresa Gilpatrick. Together, they create strategic alliances, curated events, and business development connecting automotive brands to discerning audiences. Their flagship offering, Women Shifting Gears, amplifies women's voices and participation in the automotive culture. Through strategically developed events, they create innovative concepts and collaborations that create remarkable professional and personal experiences you won't find anywhere else. GS Events immersive, inclusive opportunities create networking, skill building, and unforgettable experiences. Whether you enjoy rallies, concours, auctions, restoration, the business side of collected cars, or you always have yearned to expand your skills to drive vehicles, to its fullest potential, GS Events has automotive events and experiences designed just for you. And by the way, both Cindy and Teresa are past guests here on Cars Yeah, so give them a listen. You can find gsevents.live on their website today. Did you know that Cars yeah is in the top 1% of all podcasts based on listenership, according to Libsyn, the premier RSS feed for podcasts in the United States. That's right. And Cars Yeah is the only five-day-a-week automotive-focused podcast for you to get your message into the ears of thousands of listeners daily from all over the world. Plus, DuPont Registry recommended Cars Yeah is one of their top 10 car podcasts for you to enjoy. Cars yeah has experienced tremendous growth, plus your ads are evergreen, meaning they never go away. And more and more listeners find Cars yeah every day for their daily dose of automotive inspiration. Do you want to expose your brand to a highly targeted list of automotive enthusiasts in a very unique and very personal way? Well, I can help you. Contact me, Mark Green, at mark at carsyad.com or through the website at carsyad.com today to learn more. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.